0: Hello, welcome back to another episode of Two Slips in a Gully, and guess what, we are all hands on deck for this episode. Hello, Gary. Hey, mate, how are you? Pretty good. So that cup of cement helped, I heard? It did indeed, it did indeed. Fantastic. And Glenn, hello to you, mate. Hello, I've always been on board. (laughs) (laughs) Just (laughs) say it. Yes, 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 yes. So we're all here, um, and uh, as if you've heard our last episode, we already gave a sneak preview of what we're going to be talking about today. Um, we have got our reveals of who we think are going to win the World Test Championship, and then subsequently, on our uh, last topic of conversation we had, is that we thought that a World Eleven versus the winner of the World Test Championship would be a great way to sort of finish off that test cycle. So we're going to announce who we think is going to be in the final, who we think is going to win that final, and then name our World eleven to take on the victorious team. So we've each got an eleven to name. So that will be coming up. And uh, as always, as we've heard for the last few episodes, we will have a soapbox moment. This time Gary's finally stepping up. And we've also got our local cricket hero to go through. So uh, all that is coming up right after this.
1: Here we go, Ryan Harris.
0: So, just a bit of catch-up for you guys that may have skipped a few episodes. Firstly, shame on you and go back and listen to some of our old ones because they are solid gold. Mm. But what we were talking about in our last episode is we went back in time using our time machine to visit Australia playing the World Eleven in 2005 and how they uh, played a bunch of ODIs and they had what they were calling a super test, which was a six-day test. The reason behind it was these teams are so So evenly matched and there's so many great players. Let's stretch it out for as many days as possible and make sure that there is no draw. Unfortunately, what the ICC didn't anticipate is Australia mopped the floor with this World XI side in all three ODIs and the test match. So this six-day test match was over well and truly before the the, the, the middle of the fourth day. Um, and then leading on from that conversation, Glenn and I spoke about what a great idea it might be to start bringing back the World Eleven, in a sense that at the end of this World Test Championship, the winning side then takes on the best of the world, or well, the best of the mm. rest, however you want to say it, yeah. and as a bit of sort of like, you know, just Carnival. A, yeah, a cherry on top of the Festival. World Test. Festival, Mardi Gras. <laughs> And not only that, it gives something for the, these players to sort of uh, as, not so much aspire to because obviously playing cricket for your country is the highest of honours but just that little bit extra on top that at the end of that two-year cycle you pick a World eleven out of the better performing players over that two-year period. So maybe for someone who's sort of playing for a side like Bangladesh who you know, without being disrespectful is probably not in any danger of really competing for the World Test Championship Someone like that who's had a really standout cycle for a struggling team gets recognised. It's a pity that their
2: marquee player is banned. <laughs> yes.
0: Or, or someone like
2: Sri Lanka yeah, as yeah.
0: well, who's sort of they're in a rebuilding phase and things like that. Like um, if they've got a had a solid two years in a side that's struggling that their efforts aren't in vain, yeah. and that they're recognised and get to play with with their peers in you know, a best-of-the-world sort of playoff against the best team in the world. So the best team in the world takes on the, the best players in the world. And so you know, the conversation that we had was what would happen. So, you know, obviously the World Test Championship is wrapping up at Lords. The winning team from that will then host a World Eleven versus that country playoff and what players would make that World Eleven? So we put it to you guys out on social media. Who do you think would win the, uh, the, the, the World Test Championship and gave you the opportunity to pick your own side? So we will check back in on that. But we're going to go around the room now. And we're going to have some predictions and our World eleven sides for this particular one. So I'll go first. I think that places will be one and two will be India and Australia making up the final. And I think that playing over in England, Australia is probably going to have the uh, bigger advantage playing in England than India will. So I think Australia would end up winning that test match, therefore winning the World Test Championship. Mm.
2: I'd have to concur with that. I don't, I don't know. I think I think it's going to be a tough series.
0: Over oh, absolutely. There. They're two of the best um, play nations in the world, but uh, I think you know you
2: you got <laughs> I know I said it last time, but Boomerang, you know, like his his uh, exponent of of the reverse swinging ball. You know that was what killed us in 2005. It wasn't the uh, conventional swing. It was Simon Jones coming in with the the reverse Absolutely, um, but two thousand and five was fifteen years ago as well. Yeah, it was that and the fish, Fisherman's Friends. Um, <laughs> and who knows? Like with the the new climate, that that might be permissible now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I do think that India's bowling attack stacks up very, very well to competing in England. I think what's going to let them down, however, is their batting lineup playing in those conditions more than their their bowling attack. Uh, Virat Kohli still has some. Um, very uh, documented weaknesses playing in England. It's one of the few places he's still yet to really conquer. Um, and there's quite a few players in that middle order that are, are relatively untested as well. Um, yep. Obviously, players like uh, Cheswara Pajara is probably going to be one to watch over there. Mm. Um, I, I just think that Australia probably, obviously, playing in the ashes nearly every other year. Um, against England, they're probably more suited to, to such a dynamic change in conditions. And, yeah, I agree. And I'm, um, I'm playing and, devil's advocate here. <laughs> and we've got Steve Smith. So, you know, Steve Smith's average in England is phenomenal and that's hard to say for most Australian batsmen that uh, they've yeah. got a phenomenal batting average in England. You, you
2: could also argue, again, playing devil's advocate here, um, you know, Dave Warner currently uh, averages about... Ten in England,
0: but Stuart Broad doesn't play for India, so I don't think that's going to matter too much.
2: And
3: and well, David Warner wouldn't
0: have been on holidays for twelve months though. He's probably
3: been on holidays for what six months now. Mm. So yeah, you never know.
0: Mm. So what, so I'm assuming. So Glenn, you think India's? Oh no, I'm
2: I'm going to go Australia. spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> um but I think it's. It would be a very good series, Um, you know, and and an excellent um, marquee for the the long-form game. Um, To have Australia versus India on neutral ground, interesting.
0: Yeah, and two conditions that um, historically both nations have had plenty of struggles with. So it's sort of... Yeah, there's always that you come over to India and we get just destroyed by the the, the spinning wickets and we can't play. Then India yeah. come out here and we beat them with pace and bounce. And there's that sort of. Mm. But now we're going to a, a a part of the world where both teams have documented struggles against yeah. playing in those conditions and who can adapt to playing in those conditions the best. So I I, I agree. I think it's a, a fantastic a, a fantastic way to end the World Test Championship. Yeah. How about you, Gary?
3: Yeah, I I've, I've got to agree with you, Aaron. Um, my only sort of theory behind it all, though, is Australia's going to win, hands down.
2: I reckon they'll wipe the floor with
3: India. India's bowlers might do all right, but their
2: batsmen, no. Is it just They're, because we prioritise the, the long form more, do you think? I think
3: it might be. They spend a lot more time in their 20 and
2: 50 over game.
3: Um, Though, when was the last time you saw someone that wasn't, oh, let's say it's Steve Smith, go to England... And do what he did. I know there's a uh, sl- very, very slim chance that might happen again, but the last guy was Bradman. You can't, you can't do that to people, and he did. And I reckon he'll do it again, and again, and again.
0: Well, St- Smith has a an incredible average against India, and that's not only in Australia but in India in general. I believe the average is somewhere up near eighty runs. So he doesn't mind playing. Yeah playing India. The last time someone was that
2: destructive, it wasn't in England, it was on the way, and that was David Boone, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
0: the, yeah, so I think you're right. I think Smith would be a, an incredible X factor. They're obviously Smith and Coley are the two talismanic batsmen of that lineup. And when you're looking at it, Smith unquestionably has the advantage batting in England. And I think that's going to be obviously both Smith and Coley like leading from the front. They'll you know, um, Smith was the captain, Coley currently is the captain of the side. Um, Smith, you know, they're both the leaders of that batting lineup and love setting the tone and leading by example. And Smith, from what we've seen historically, is head and shoulders above Coley in that respect. That, you know, it can it can be a really big tone setter to see your best batsman get out there early and put a score on and then if you're looking at your best batsman struggle, I mean, let's, let's not kid around. People that play professional cricket know when other people are better than them. Like they might not, you know, they've got their own drive to succeed, but they are very much aware that, you know, this person is a better batsman than, than they are and so mm. on and so forth. And it would be, it would be on some level, a little confidence-shaking to watch the best bat in your team, especially batting in such a prominent position at four, that it'd to have to send shivers down the middle order. Even if they feel that they're confident playing against Australian bowlers in England, if you go and see your best batsman go out and get knocked over early, on some level that shakes the foundation of, well, if Coley's mm. got knocked over, yeah. what are these Aussies going to do to us? And yeah, when you've got I, Smith, is- on the other hand, that's just making runs for fun, and then gives confidence to guys like Travis Head, Marnus Labuschagne, and all those other guys that are coming through, Matthew Wade, mm. that, you know. You could argue that, that um, Pujara has the more compact
2: technique, so he's going to, you know, he's not going to look as good, but he's going to muscle yeah, uh, it out a whole lot more than, than Coley. I
0: understand that. Sort of like
2: th- the uh, the Lara Chanderpaul difference. Mm. You know, Shander Paul is not gonna score your your two hundred runs oh,
0: off. I'm not saying that Coley is the only one who could be successful, but it's just when no when Smith and Coley bat well, it sort of resonates with the whole side. Mm. Um being sort of that leader of the batting lineup. So while it's entirely possible that someone like a Pujara could be successful in without Coley, it's just you know, it's it's just a better feeling when your your mm. big gun is making runs. And I think that Smith is far more likely to score runs in England than Coley is at the moment. Do you think there is a, a dark horse third team that might make
2: might make that finals series?
0: Um, I'd have to think at the moment. You probably your dark horse would probably have to be New Zealand. Mm. I, I think their yeah. form in Australia was a little bit of an aberration. They are a very good cricket side. But it's also the fact that I just don't know who else is going to. St- Maybe Pakistan, like they've gone on pretty well from that tour. They seem to have settled in nicely. But I think England are a little bit too inconsistent. It'd be very interesting to see how this West Indian series plays out. They would be the obvious yeah. next pick, but they've looked yeah a probably bit-
2: England for me.
0: They've um, looked a bit shaky. Um,
2: South Africa, you would have said. If if it was three years ago, yeah, and they I, hadn't just lost so many players.
0: I think South Africa, are unfortunately, sort of destines for some, mid, some mid-table some mid finishes for the next little bit. They're, they're yeah. really crying out for another, for a Smith or a Coley or a Williamson into that side. They haven't really got any sort of absolute gun batsman anymore. Faf Du Plessis is really, you know, starting to lose that fight with Father Time, and I think even he's said that he's probably on his way out. Yeah. Um, You know, Aiden Markram, who looked like he was going to be that guy at the top of the order, is sort of – he stumbled a little bit with his form. Temba Bavuma is another guy that showed stuff but just can't seem to nail down a spot um, permanently. So there just doesn't seem to be a standout. Bavuma's
2: Bavuma's a good six, you know. You you don't want that guy at three, though. Mm. You know, like he's he's a good – you know, he's a good sort of cherry on the top rather than, you know, like a – you know, a, a vital person.
0: Mm. And I just I don't see who that guy currently is going to be for South Africa to sort of really hold that middle order together. So um, they've obviously got a good young crop of bowlers. Kikizo K- Rabada is, again, one of the, you know, the world's very best bowlers, and he's going to keep them in the fight. Uh, I just think they're just lacking just that star power with the bat just to get them on top of some of the bigger teams. So I can mm. see them sort of finishing somewhere in that, you know, fourth to sixth sort of range in there. Um, I I don't think Sri Sri Lanka, I don't think, really have the the ability to go with some of those bigger teams, especially away. Um, West Indies may surprise a few people. Like their bowling has been on song for quite a while. But again, it's just do they have the runs in them, especially when they're playing away from home, Um, Hmm. which will be the big test if they... You know if they like that that holder gabriel um kemar Roach bowling lineup has has gone really well in the last eighteen months I so just again it's just they need someone like a shy hope to yeah. to really knuckle down and start really being consistent before they um and I know you're about to say it, so I won't let you uh I won't leave you hanging too much longer go for it glenn well he's he's
2: definitely gonna do better than his brother no
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Gary's just cringing there.
3: How can you not have children with a joke like that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I think that New Zealand um, or England are probably the team that's most likely to be that dark horse. Maybe Pakistan as well. Um, it'll be interesting to see, but I, I think realistically, there's so
2: much rebuilding going on. Yeah, outside of the the sort of top three, you know, India, Australia, England. I think.
0: I just think with India and Australia uh, are the two teams that are most like, like their their home, like their home series. They're such a fortress. Like it, no one really is. Like this India v Australia series coming up this summer is going to be huge in the context of the of the World Test Championship because like India don't expect to lose when they're playing at home. And Australia don't expect to lose when they're playing at home. So yeah, I just don't see – like and New Zealand is a quality side and we pulled them apart last summer.
3: Yeah, which, which was disappointing because when you, you watched a lot of that, the first test was pretty uh, – it wasn't too bad. But as it went through test after test, you realised that we'd ripped their heart out. Mm. and And the last test in Sydney, they like six of them ended up sick. Mm. so it was just like their second eleven. And the only one that really stood out for me in that whole
2: series was uh, Neil Wagner. Mm. But yeah, I think they've they maybe found one in um, Blundell, though. Yeah, Blundell did look he, good. He looked yeah, he just looked up for it. um considering that he'd never opened the uh, opened in a first class game. And he was basically a keeper. He was a reserve keeper, and they just said, there well, you go, mate. <laughs> someone, someone planet. might as
0: well have a go because no one else is doing a job." Yeah, um, and I just think that's it. It's just, uh, I just, I think nearly everybody else, the series is up for grabs. South Africa is not the fortress it used to be. England certainly isn't the fortress it used to be. Um, New Zealand, you know, I think New Zealand's probably one of those sides that could be one of those those teams that will win most of their home series which is yeah. why I think it's probably going to be them. Um, but like no one really wins away tours anymore. and no. And Australia and India really have a lock on, their, on, on their, you know, they, they, it's their house and no one's breaking into that sort of thing. So that's mm. why I think they're just on the basis of their home strength and the fluctuating form of everyone else that will be that um, – and it's not so much the series winners we've established so far in this World Chess Championship. It's test matches – and so while England may um, win a series, it's like in the Ashes, they lost two tests yeah. in that in that series. So um, games are winnable when you go. You might not win the series, but you get to win games when you go over to tour, you know, things like that. Whereas, yeah. you know, Australia didn't lose, didn't draw a test in this summer. Like they won all of them, five yeah. zip sort of thing. We're, so, we're,
2: we're good at winning to nil recently
0: and the same with India India are ruthless they don't draw too many games they when they play they win games so yeah um and it's just the fact that you can't even really go over there and just steal a win or two to help bolster your points so you're not only coming out there with a series loss but you're coming out with nothing Mm. means that I think that's just yeah Australia and India are realistically the only options that you're gonna have at the top anyway I just wanted to float that All right. So enough of waffling on about that World 11. So we've both, we all think Australia is going to win the the World Test Championship. Who have you got in your side, your World 11 side, to come and play a, a, a match over in Australia?
3: All uh, right. For me, I'm going to get
0: yelled at, but I'm going to open
3: with Babar Azam,
2: Bajara. He's pulled a Scotty. He's yeah, pulled a Scotty. Sorry.
0: <laughs> just, just, just before we go on, because we asked Scotty the same thing, do you know how many, te- how many times Babara's arm has opened in a test match? Not many. Is, could not many be zero? Could be. <laughs> <laughs> so the answer is no, you don't know? No, I don't
3: know. <laughs> um, it's really hard to find out, actually, where, they, where they've opened, if they've opened, where they've played, what number, how many times. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. But in my frantic haste to do my homework, I couldn't find it.
0: Oh, actually, before we could go, and Glenn, have you done your homework? Um, no. <laughs> Glenn, if you if you keep rocking up to class without your homework being done, I'm going to send a note home to your um, parents.
2: Well, look, I'm I'm very good at winging it. You know, that's that's in my defence, you know. Shane Watson probably that's, should have winged I'm, it. I'm <laughs> I'm wriggling out of it. Uh, yeah, the principle is uh, I'm just coming up with excuses. You know, kind of Ferris Bueller kind of style. see <laughs> yeah, to the, the pants. Yeah, but
3: that worked. It was great.
0: <laughs> All right, so so back to that. We've interrupted. So, Gary, so you've gone with Baba Razam and... Pujara. Pujara. So neither of them are current mm. openers for their sides, but they're opening the batting for you. Cool.
3: Yep. Then uh, Kane Williamson, mm-hmm. who I know hasn't had a great series, but he did play Australia in Australia and brutal. Um. And he is class. He is a classy player. He is, and unfortunately, I had to pick Virat Colley because they're going to play in Australia, and he's got great records in Australia. Like, the,
0: was he really like? I know we don't like him, but was he really in any danger of not being he, in a world? Like, side? He, like oh. you'd have to be arrogant beyond belief
2: to not put him
0: in any. Could you find six like, batsmen? Six batsmen who are not including than Smith because he's playing against that team. Yeah. So. Would, yeah, you I have tried. to have Coley. He,
2: he try really hard. hard. You cannot like him, but you have to respect him. Yeah. I left that spot vacant for a long time. I'm like, oh, God damn it.
3: <laughs> uh, anyway. Coley at four. And then I've picked Joe Root at five. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think um, with all the pressure off and you've got Coley and others in your team, yeah. he may actually just go out and be a cricket player.
2: Mm. Well, you don't, you don't want pressure on yourself when you, you're no. having a Root. No,
3: no, definitely not. All
2: right, so that was a all bit right. far fetched, but uh, I'm 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 standing by it.
3: All right, then I've got Quentin de Cock. Mm-hmm. Oh, dog. <laughs> all right, okay, no, 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 no. Yeah. The double entendres are strong with this yeah, team. Yeah, you've yeah. you, you got then Ben Strokes.
2: Yep. cool <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ben Stokes. Look, your your medal order is sounding like quite a night. I know. right? <laughs> oh no it's
0: kind of you're in starting, the wrong it's kind of in the wrong order
2: yeah, though yeah i know yeah it's 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 like a reverse night isn't it
3: <laughs> or or a bad night a really end to a yeah, really yeah, bad night yeah,
2: yeah. You've- <laughs> all right i think aaron's broken <laughs> yeah you've, you've gone for a route but then you've had to stroke the cock yeah i mean the cock the cock whoops <laughs>
0: Okay, all, all right. right, And Sorry. Then continue. We'll, we'll have to put a PG rating on this one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Contains
3: oh. adult themes. Uh Jason Holder. Mm-hmm. Uh Neil Wagner. Tim Southey and Jasper Bumrah. However, I do have a twelfth man, mm-hmm. depending on where this test is played.
0: Well, you'd have to imagine it'd be uh, it- <sighs> You'd have to imagine it be the MCG. You'd you'd,
3: you'd want to play at the MCG, but you'd want a result, so mm. maybe you don't want it there.
0: Well, that's right. We'll be the ICC. So let's have a look at the available ground. Just, so just take the SCG pitch to the MCG, or do you play it at Adelaide? It's the most picturesque ground.
3: Yeah, maybe. It's it's it'll come back down to a money thing.
0: Mm. Um. Well, we'll be where, where are we going to play? Let's As, let we'll
3: Australia get their sort of voice in, and they'd pick the Gabba.
0: <laughs> I really
3: would. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't?
0: If you were an Australian. Maybe Optus. They might play it at Optus. It's the brand or, or spanking just, new stadium.
2: Yeah. Just go in the geographical centre of our nation and play it in Alice Springs. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure that is a
3: rolled clay pitch. Yeah. And it's just got like syntho over the top. Actually, that's that, that, terrible. That would
2: probably suit India. <laughs> <laughs> but depending on where
3: we play. I picked Rashid Khan as my twelfth man, and I'd probably pull out to either Wagner or Holder, and replace one of those
2: two guys, because Rashid Khan's—he's a legend. It's pretty hard to quantify how he's going
0: to go, but you feel like—well, we'll be able to find out as of uh, was it October? No, November.
2: but even then, yeah. you've got a small sample size.
0: Like if it, if he <laughs> doesn't go well in that test, and it's at Optus Stadium, which you know yeah. is which spin haven.
3: Oh well, if he comes out and he takes one for a hundred and something, he could be the next best thing.
2: <laughs> yeah, because I remember True. a guy that
3: took one for a hundred and something at sort of the Whacker. Was that the Whacker?
2: Was, Was it? it you? No. <laughs>
3: Some, no, was, some, was, some other bloke that we don't really like to talk about. <laughs> but he likes to talk about himself, so we'll let him do that. <laughs> yeah. But I don't I don't really know who I'd pick as captain. I don't think I'd pick Coley, and I don't know I'd pick Williamson,
0: to be honest. Um, well, Jason Holder is the current captain of the West Indies.
3: Yes, yes, but he's also going to get replaced he's by Rashid
0: the, Khan. He's also
2: the tallest.
0: So
3: I think I think maybe it would be between Jason Holder and Rashid Khan. I'd give them captaincy.
0: You'd let the forever 19 Rashid Khan captain in Australia when there's Virat Kohli, Kane Williamson and co. in the side. Because
3: he's he's man enough to take criticism and to listen to what they've got to say. Like I hate Virat Kohli, but if he walked up to me and we're on the same team and he said, maybe we should do this, I'd listen to the guy. I'd tell him to piss off, but I'd listen to him. (laughs) <laughs> and then probably do what he told me to do. Spirit,
0: <laughs> but you know. Fair enough. All right. So just one more time, read us through it. So Azam,
3: Pujara. Williamson, Coley, Root, Cock, Stokes, Holder, Wagner, Southy, Boomrah, and Twelfth Man is Rashid Khan.
0: Fair enough. Cool. I like it. Do you need me to go next, Glenn? Yeah, look, I'm,
2: I'm still going to wing it, you know. So, uh, all right, I, cool. I haven't really thought that much even now.
0: So. <laughs> all right, well, I'll go through mine. So, I was put a little bit of scientific method to this. So, I figured if you're going to be picking a a world eleven based on the world test championship cycle, you would need, um, obviously, there'd be players that are there on reputation. So. Um, you would have players like Coley. You wouldn't really matter sort of how well Coley performed in the World Test Championship, he would be there. If you had a lean sort of eight months leading into the final, you would back guys of that class to, to come through. On the same token, um, maybe there are some guys that didn't quite play up to standard that might miss out because there were some guys that had a cracking two years. So um, that being said, so I've gone with Tom Latham going from the – I've used a little bit of the stats from the current World Test Championship – And then some, you know, just some sort of gut choices as well. So Tom Latham I had opening the batting um, along with Agawal from India. Um, Agawal, I was a bit surprised when I went and looked it up. He's actually averaging 55 with 300s and 250s so far in this World Test Championship. So he's playing quite well. Um, Kane Williamson is one of the players that um, would be there on a reputation. He's a, a, a quality batsman. He's been batting very well for New Zealand for quite a long time. However, really is struggling at the first half of this championship. So he's got a lot of work to catch up on for the, the back half of it. But he is, like I said, he's class. Um, and so I think he's, he's deserved of a World eleven spot. Uh, Coley would come in at four. Um, he would be my captain. Um, just it is what it is. It's Vrat Coley. It's against Australia. It's in Australia. You know he's going to be up for the fight. Um so Coley would be the guy that I've captained. Babara's arm would come in at five, um, coming off the back of a phenomenal uh, nineteen twenty so far. He's averaging over a hundred. He's got four hundreds to his name so far, mm-hmm. this this uh this cycle, so he's going quite well. Um, he's gotta he's gotta work on his footwork though.
2: Mm. <laughs> Being an elephant makes it very hard to uh <laughs> to get down to the spinners. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I, I was wondering where you were going with it I'm like he didn't really show poor footwork when he was and then yeah the Babar the elephant the cartoon I got you up cool yep. I should have picked up on that earlier it, thank you for every, clarifying it, everything
2: is a 90s reference <laughs>
0: um, Quentin de Cock is my wicket keeper um, I nearly went um, the oh, I did it before the New Zealand um, Watling BJ Watling keeping I was very sort of unmoved by how well, not only did how poorly he batted, but how his strength was occupying the crease. And he didn't really do a great deal of that. He got out playing some pretty risky shots a couple of times over here. And then looking at their stats, um, De Kock and um, Watling have very similar. De has got a slightly better average. They've both got a hundred each. So I went with De Kock because De Kock's actually come out and scored quite a number of runs in Australia, especially the last tour. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd have Jason Holder as my all-rounder because I'm feeling that uh, taking 20 wickets is going to be really, really important, and I just feel that he's probably going to be better at, better suited in Australia as a part of the bowling attack than Ben Stokes. Um, for the spinner, I went uh, Ravindra Jadeja, who not only is bowling very well. But I didn't really see any spinners going around at the moment that I thought would do a good job in Australia. Um, off spinners typically don't do well. The other notable spinner, obviously, is Ravi Ashwin, who yeah. is an off spinner, and typically they don't play very well over here. Mm. Um, so I went to Deja, who's a really good fielder, um, handy with the bat in the lower order, and dangerous enough with the ball to sort of just sort of be that holding option and rotate your quicks around. Um, the next bowler I went with was Jofra Archer, um, bit of an X factor. He, you know, he's come out here. He's familiar with the location, playing in the Big Bash. He's obviously had that phenomenal Ashes series where he uh, roughed up a couple of the Aussies. You know, what can he do here on, you know, quick bouncy decks? Um, he has been underwhelming since that series. That tour to New Zealand, for example, was not very good for him. But I think sort of up for the challenge. Playing in Australia, trying to take on Smith again. He's going to be a player that you could that could look to, especially with the extra pace and bounce. Um, the next player I went was, this was a tough one for me. Um, I wanted to give the spot to Kigizo Rabada, who's not having the greatest of World Test Championships at the moment. And this guy is actually averaging a lot very, very well, which is Tim Southey. So Tim Southey's probably one of those new ball bowlers. Gets a bit of sideways movement. Um, he's got a ridiculously good average so far in this World Test Championship. He's uh, taken 33 wickets at 18. Um, Rabada is averaging over 30, and he's only taken, I think, 20-odd wickets. So um, 21 wickets at, at 32. Um, typically, if I was just going to pick on reputation, I'd have Rabada in that side, and I very nearly went there because, again, Rabada is someone who's got pedigree playing in Australia, but I feel that it's also got to be like, said you've got to hit that balance between being who do we think is going to play well and obviously giving credit to those that have performed over the course of the world test championship. And I think numbers like that um, are probably a little bit too hard to pass up in uh, Tim Southie's favour. So I've got Southie there and uh, my last bowler is Shami from India as well. So Mm. some guys that can move the new ball, um, Got Joffre Archer, who's a bit of the X factor, um, pace and bounce, um, Holder and Jadeja, the sort of, and Archer as well, he's pretty, and Southie, to be honest, they're all relatively okay with the bat. Helps sort of prolong my batting line up to bat with some of these guys like Williamson, Coley, Azam, Decock. Hopefully, make the tail kick on and score a few runs because that's typically something that Australia does very well: is knock the tail over quickly. Um, where and our tail is usually good enough to hang around and churn out, you know, fifty, a hundred runs between them. So, sort of stretching that tail out to sort of put some more runs on the board. So that's that's my world eleven who I'd pick to take on Australia.
3: Yeah, that's interesting. There's a few in there that are like yeah, maybe not. But mm. we we both see different things in different players, I suppose. But.
2: Glenn. All right. Okay, I am going to do this uh, pretty much sight unseen without looking at stats. Um, uh, I'll do. Um, I'll go Azhar Ali at the top. I think he didn't do great when he uh, the last series, but he uh, showed some real steel when they came over the time before. Um, yep, uh, and I think to balance out sort of such a defensive. Um, Sort of Dower style opener. I would probably take Shikha Darwin from um, India. Um, you know, I think when 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 Darwin gets going, he can be really destructive. Um, they can work him out he, when he doesn't have width. He tends to struggle a little bit, but um, I think he can uh, can balance out that that opening partnership there so uh and then uh, three <laughs> um well let's skip three for now and, and just say that i'll go um virat coley at number four and we've already really covered why he would be in, in most people's team um i think what I'm going to do is I'll I'll go at five with uh, the Sri Lankan option. I'll go with Kusal Mendes. Um, I think he is yet to show his his best, but I think he's going to be uh, one of the leaders for the Sri Lankan side going forward. Um, let's go back to three now, and I'll probably put. Uh, <laughs> We're having a bit of a zigzag uh, approach to this. Um, I'll go in and throw uh, I'll go Baba Azam at, at number three um, yep yeah, he looks he looked like he was just just about to really blossom in that series and I think since then he must have done pretty well um, so I'm up to six now. Well, let's go to seven and and say, (laughs) 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 let's say um, Quentin de Kock. I I don't know that, um, you know, he's a a good batsman. I don't know what he's like as a keeper, but sort of thinking around the world to world keepers, like, I mean, other than Watling, who had a, a good series against India down there, other than that, uh, Does anyone really stand out? Rishant Punt from India.
0: Yeah, I suppose, yeah. He doesn't even play full-time for India, though. Depending on yeah. the mood of Kohli, it could be um, Saha that plays. So. Yeah, wow. Well, yeah, I think he's probably the better keeper, Saha. Oh, he's a much oh. better keeper. Yeah. What, what about,
3: I know I know he hasn't done it in a little while, but Johnny Bairstow. Yeah,
0: yeah because um, he's he's a demon with a bat. He's not even playing for England at the moment.
2: Well, mm. well you could go <laughs> you could go with Jos Butler as well, but he's yeah. really, the um produced, but yeah, sort of De has quite an um, amazing record so far overall. I think I think he's averaging mid 40s as a keeper. I think he's a um, better
0: keeper too. I don't think he's quite 40 um for yep. his overall, but it is a for for a keeper, it's very high thirties, I'm pretty sure. Um yeah. and he's and it's aggressive too. It's not yeah. like he, he throws the back quite a bit. So it's 39 um with a strike rate of seventy one, which is you know relatively quick going for test matches and he's got uh five hundred and twenty one fifties. So yeah. So it's um and and relatively speaking he's pretty young. He's only played forty matches yeah um he's twenty seven years old so there's yeah there's quite a lot of of promise there
2: yep um so at- going back to number six uh he yeah, usually I wouldn't worry too much about having an all rounder but i think it it would be a crime to not pick Ben Stokes at six there um he's just been too good. <laughs> He's hurt us too many times um, to not, um, you know, sort of take notice. Um, And it wasn't just us, you know. He he scored that double hundred against,
0: who was it? South Africa. South
2: Africa, like the series afterwards. So, yep, I think he's got to be at six. Um, As for the bowlers... uh, Oh, I'm going to have Rabada in my side. Uh, I think we haven't really seen that much of him over in Australia as yet. The
0: last tour um, they had, he tore us apart, and he's torn us apart over there yeah. in South Africa, and the conditions between Australia and South Africa are pretty similar, so you get a pretty true representation of
1: mm. how
0: how good a player. Like, I nearly, very nearly went Rabada on the basis of it's playing against Australia and He's pretty good against us. I I just felt from my justification is that uh, if it's going to be a reward based thing for how you perform during the World Test Championship, on some level you need to Mm. be rewarding those players. And currently, Rabada is you know there's quite a lot of bowlers that are playing are doing a lot better than Rabada. But again, if if you said to me, don't bring current stats into it, just pick 11 guys to go win a Test match. Mm. Rabada would probably be in my 11. Yeah. Um, Mind you, he
2: probably wouldn't bat at eight. I'm hoping that I have a bit more in my tail than that. Um, So we'll go with a Boomer. I think he has to be in that side. Must be uh, just because of the last series. Um, He's not 100% after his injury as yet, is he? He he just hasn't really quite hit his straps. Um, he hasn't
3: played for a while too. So. Yeah,
2: but I'm expecting him to come back. I don't think it's going to be a, a case of he just had a real purple patch and then disappeared like, say, a Juntha Mendes kind of thing. Mm. Um, I think all of the elements are there for him to be a, a great um, – I suppose possibly that action of his that he has might come back to bite him Long term, I can't see him
0: having a long career, but it's going to be exciting while it's around.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, as far as spinners, I was I was going to go for uh, Maharaj, but the one bit of uh, you know statistical knowledge that I got was Aaron telling me that he's been going rubbish. So recently, at least, I, I thought he w- made a good start to his um, career. Well, so. his
0: career is thirty odd overall which is pretty yeah. good. But yeah. he's averaging over 60 at the moment for this particular World Test Championship. So I feel, yeah. from my point of view, that that would rule him out of representing a World Eleven that yeah, was largely true. made up of the best players for that cycle.
2: Yeah, well, considering that he's probably, with an average of 60, lucky to have his place in South Africa still. <laughs> um, so for a spinner. I'm going to go with
0: Joey. No. Um <laughs> There's only so much I can edit out.
2: Yeah, okay. <laughs> um well I'll take Rashid Gunn then. Oh
3: Yeah. You like the Dark Horse? I
2: can have him. Yep. Um and so I need one more one more quick or one more other bowler. Um it's in Australia, so Trent Bolt's not going to be very useful. Um, so,
0: though so, to be fair, you've got Boomer and Rabada and Stokes who are all sort of strike bowlers, mm. a metronomic well, style bowler. Why is, don't we go with Kemar Roach? Ah, yeah, I, I was looking at Roach too. He's been playing that's, well.
2: That's a hell of an attack. Um, Boomer, Roach and Rabada – and then you've got Stokes as your all-rounder. I'm pretty happy with that. Um, Rashid can't, honestly, I can't think of another spinner who's really standing out. I mean, you could go with Ashwin,
0: Ashwin and Jadeja. Well, I I I've looked at some of the stats and um, Ashwin and Jadeja are all are relatively, you know, they're right up at the pointy end. So mm. you've got well Nathan Lyon is the leading wicket-taker in terms of spinners in the world for this yeah. uh, for this for the world test championship with 47. Yeah. Um, so he's coming second to Cummins on 49 and there is one, two, three, four, five, six fast bowlers ahead of Ashwin who has taken 23 wickets at 25. And then there is Rabada and then Jadeja has taken 21 wickets at 33. Yep. As the next option.
2: Okay. Well, I'll, I'll have, I'll have Ashwin on the, on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um,
0: if I was going for an out-and-out bowler, I probably would have taken Ashwin as well. But yeah. on the one hand, I just don't see any international spinner in the world at the moment that is going to do anything worth a damn in Australia. So mm. if I'm going to pick a spinner, yeah. I'm going to pick one that's going to offer me something more in, than spinning. And In hindsight, as, as strong as that
2: bowling attack is, Rabada probably does bat at eight. Yeah. Um yeah, well, if so had that's, that's... Ashwin
0: had probably pip possibly pip Rabada for eight, but yeah, it wouldn't be any lower than nine. Yeah. Hmm. Alright, so those those are our sides. So I I'm, I'm gonna read yours back, Glenn, because I know you won't remember it. No, that was that was clear. That was <laughs> that was clarity <laughs> personified. So So Azar Ali and Shika Dawan opening the batting, Baba Razam at three, Virat yeah. Kohli at four. Kuzel Mendes at five, Stokes at six, De Kock at seven, Rabada at eight, Boomrah, Khan and Roach round out your side.
2: Yep. yep, I'm happy with that. Mostly with the bowlers.
0: All right, so let's. And we didn't agree to this beforehand, but do we think any of our sides beat Australia? No. Have we designed it that way? Well, that was the point.
2: <laughs> was the, yeah, I suppose. Um, I I think yeah, I think I think um. Yeah, yeah, I I, I think one's going to beat Australia.
3: I don't, I don't, I don't think any of them will. For the simple fact is, if they played together for six years, they might beat Australia. But the simple fact is, there's a lot of players. Yeah, we
2: we talked a bit about this last last um episode.
0: That yeah, like the side that the World Eleven side had a phenomenally good batting lineup, but Mm. and a lineup that. Has had success in Australia, yeah. and none of them fired through the whole, really through the whole thing. I suppose consistently. The, the so. argument
2: is is well, when you're batting, the argument would would be that you are, batting is about partnerships, and you wouldn't have time to to build that kind of trust. Saying that though, like a lot of these players, will play each
3: well. well We'll play mm. with each other in T20 comps around the world. The world, world has
0: gotten a lot
2: smaller since yeah. 2005. So exactly. a lot of these players it's, are... It's more of an international uh, competition, mm. yeah.
0: So. Um, I'm, I'm going to still take the Glenn McGrath route, and I still think on paper Australia would beat probably all of these sides. Um, we've done a number on... I think it's going to be a good series, especially depending on where it's played. But... Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what if it was played in England? If it was played, I don't know. I don't know. It'd probably be <laughs> close if it was played in England, um, but it's not. We're hosting it because we won the World Test Championship. Yeah. I think it would be very good, but I still think Australia would get on top from, from all of our sides. But I think I think the premise is there. I don't imagine it would be such a, a lopsided event as the 2005 World. Well, 11. simply no. because we're not as good as that. <laughs>
2: I don't think any team has been as good good as that ever since.
0: Well, we do have maybe we the do have an attack that is powerfully good at home. Mm. Like when you consider it, there hasn't been any spinners that have done well in Australia, except Nathan Lyon. Yeah, and we have Nathan Lyon, which yeah. I think is a massive, massive edge for us. Is that we can actually throw the ball to the spinner and rely on that spinner to yeah. to get the job done. So you guys have both picked Rashid Khan, who might could well well and. Do a good job in Australia, but we don't know because he's never played there as of yeah. yet.
3: Oh, not in a Test match. He's he's played quite a few years in. I know it's it's a little bit different. It t- is a t-
0: lot different.
3: T Twenty competition, but he understands the grounds and all the rest of it. Mm. It's not like he's coming in blind.
0: Yes, but there is also a great deal of difference to playing. The batsmen aren't coming after you anymore um, as much in a Test match as they are in a T Twenty. Yeah, you, you know you are not looking at. And there have been times where especially the last couple of big bashes where teams have actually taken the attitude of, we just go to run a ball for Rashid Khan and don't lose wickets. And it's actually, he's, if you look at his strike rate, it's, it's tailed away the last few big bashes. He still takes wickets. He's economy. He still takes wickets and his economy is good, but he didn't take them in those massive bunches that he took them in his first time out. So when teams are waiting on him, he's, his success rate has fallen. So, uh, I'm not saying that he can't, and I hope that he he does perform well because it'll Afghanistan will honestly will need that to playing at Perth, but and I've picked Jadesia who is, you would say a bowling or rounder more than an out and out bowler. So yeah, um, there aren't really any spinners you can throw the ball to and go go and get me a win in Australia except Nathan Lyon who is playing for Australia. Yeah. So I think that's a really big thing um, when you look at the bowling attack. So Cummins is better than any bowler that we've picked. He plays for Australia. Yeah. Ha- Hazelwood is as good as any of the bowlers that we've picked. Yeah. Um, Stark is as good as any of the bowlers that we have picked. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's no marketed advantage in their bowling attack can, either. Can I pick Jai
2: Richardson in the world side? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Australia versus Australia. A. <laughs> um, so. So so yeah. So I don't see it, any extreme advantage in any in any one place um and then we also then have the advantage obviously of playing at home playing in that team environment um you know having the momentum having it all stuck together we've seen that obviously just getting a, an amalgamation of players coming together for just sort of you know a one-off test or a one-off series there that mental edge might not be there which is one of the reasons why I would go Coley as captain because if you want a mental edge and someone who's definitely committed to winning a game against Australia, you know that's going to be Virat Coley. No, because
3: you, you know the headlines. like If God help them, if they won the game or drew the game, it'd be King Coley leads. Oh, and my, like, I'm no, ab- that's not happening in <laughs> my world. No um,
0: way. <clears throat> yeah, so it's very talented. I think it'd be very close. I just think that with Australia, I think has the edge in the bowling attack, being that it's the one unit. Um, we've got the best spinner for, for our conditions. We've still got the team that's most likely to take 20 wickets. So I would still think that Australia wins, but I think it would be one hell of a game, especially if guys like Azam and Coley got going in that middle order. It could be very exciting. But if you made me bet, I would bet that Australia still wins. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I'm, 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 I'm taking your money you're gonna take that bet oh, oh, I, I think would. it'd be good i wouldn't yeah. be i wouldn't have amazing odds but if you sat down pick who's gonna win i would i would give the edge to australia a because i'm fiercely patriotic and b that i just i do think that we have the attack that is the most well rounded for our conditions yeah
3: well we're, that, that is our home so mm.
0: very cool so yes so that's what we think um I'm actually really on board. I wish there was a way that I could go and twist the ICC's arm because I think this would be a phenomenal way to end a World Test Championship cycle. Um, I know you're laughing, but... If, If there was a way for you to go and twist the ICC's arm you would be playing Let, let's
1: not no play.
3: no you would totally I'm 12th man I'll run out to the middle I'd do away. that See, I'd, I'd be 12th man but you, I, there's no way you'd go out and bat I, I know I you would if else.
0: I had to I'd go out and bat it wouldn't last very long I'm scared. I would be scared but I would not do it oh I don't know, man. I would. Uh, you would be disappearing
2: outside the leg stump, but he'd still be, you know. I
0: don't know. I'd probably just get hit and get knocked out. And so could get a concussion substitute for just, someone who could actually play cricket. Just do one of those <laughs> bullshit guards. Where what's, you- what's a like-for-like swap for a guy that, you know, bats at seven or eight, doesn't really bowl and sledges really well? <laughs> I don't know of Australia. Oh, Mitchell Marsh. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, I'd rather see you play
3: Uh,
2: than Mitchell Marsh. Um, But I'll, I'll, I'll take a foot outside leg, please,
0: umpire. (laughs) Please don't hurt me. (laughs) Um, But no, I think, all, all, I think this is would be a really great way to cap off an ICC championship year or championship cycle. Um, And I really hope that someone that has the ability to influence ICC policy comes up with this idea on their own or listens to the podcast and puts it to them because I think it's wink, a, wink, nudge, nudge my friend. Because <laughs> I think I, I was actually after the episode that we had and we were to go home and work on our sides I was really excited I it was you know almost hurt emotionally a little bit when I realized that this isn't something that is actually going to happen at least in the next <laughs> half a dozen years or so. But I think it's a great, I think it's a fantastic way and I would love to see it become adopted as like, the, the current practice. Like especially, Christmas
2: for cricket, except it only happens every few, yeah, few years. you
0: imagine like those guys at the end of their career going, yeah, you know, I averaged 45 you know, as a batsman, but I do have four ICC World Eleven caps to my name. I had such a great run in the middle of my career sort of thing. They- Obviously that would mean that they didn't win the World Test Championship, all that often if they let's yeah. say four, four is an eight year career But
3: even even if they don't play the game they still should pick a team
1: tell everybody in the place to just get out will get clean.
0: That's right, everybody. It is time for another segment of the Soapbox. Gary's been itching to get this off his chest for a couple of weeks now, but circumstances have gotten in the way. But no more. The Soapbox is out. Up you get, Gary. Let loose.
3: All right. Now I'm here, I actually want to talk about something that really grinds my gears. (laughs) I've played cricket for the better part of two decades. Oh, Oh, I just thought about that, and it's actually three or four decades nearly. Oh, God, I'm On with the rent. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I um, There's nothing more that makes me so annoyed about cricket is you rock up, you're in your whites, you've got your little bag behind you, you're trundling along, you put your chair out, get your drink out, you sit down, and then the other team rocks up. Now, there's Joe Weirdo, and he's rocking a pair of shorts, some guy's, like, got a blue shirt on. Oh, there is nothing more That's right.
0: Irritating. And, you're, and you're sitting there thinking, it's all right. Maybe they just need to get dressed. Yep. And then you have the toss, and they're still in their footy shorts and yeah. that blue shirt. Yeah. And then, you know, you decide to go out to bat. And, you know, your captain sent. you know, we're going to have a bat, thanks. And you're like, all right, fair enough. And you're going to wander out to bat and hear those Those guys come out and they're still in their footy shorts and they're still in that blue shirt. And half the time they've also got a can of beer. (laughs) Yes, and there is nothing more
3: irritating. One instance for me, I was batting. I was facing a mate of mine who was bowling to me who said throughout the whole week, I'm going to bowl you a short ball and take your head off. Wasn't wearing a helmet, called for a helmet. To be funny, they brought me one. I smashed him through point and a guy standing there that I thought was the umpire who had blue track pants on caught me. I'm looking at Aaron cause I'm pretty sure he was the captain in that game. And there is, there is nothing more irritating than people who do not take even grade cricket seriously. Like it's, it's white clothes. You, you can talk to the umpire. You, that you still have fun, but you've got to rock up in whites. You've got to have shoes on, for God's sake. Mm-hmm. I bowled to a guy once, no shoes on. Like, I, <laughs> oh, I'm i going to.
0: You're not <laughs> painting our local cricket association in a great light. Nah, no, <laughs> no shoes on wasn't in Bathurst.
3: But there is nothing more irritating than someone who. I'm not going to say I have fantasy as a playing cricket for Australia because I really don't. I'm never going to be that good. and I can't even play cricket for the top grade in my club. But I, it's 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 my time away from my family. It's for me to go out there and pretend that I can be brilliant I, for I
0: five minutes. Totally get what you mean. So it's we unfortunately are cursed with a, a mental acuity for cricket that would mean that we are mentally good enough to be playing some sort of grade or rep cricket, but our abilities more paint us into that uh, pub cricket oh, calibre it? of player. Standard. So we're sitting there, we're like, yep, we need to put it on just, a, you know, this guy, put it just, just the outside off stump, back of a length, he won't help himself, you'll get the big thick edge and... And that's what you'll we'll put a guy here at point. We'll put a guy at short cover. We'll put a guy at short mid-wicket because he's, you know, he loves to play the hook and pull shot. And he'll just short arm And you've got all these plans. You head how, how you want to do it. And you go and tell the bowler and he misses the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you're like, oh, I would be a, I'd be a much better captain if I had players that could actually play cricket. And then you've just in that weird bit where you've got a bunch of guys yeah. that are just like, oh, I'm just happy to have the Saturday off, coming out with your mates, or we'll go muck around with the cricket and go to the pub afterwards. And we're like, no, we will be a perfect cricket machine, and we will be good, and we will win. <laughs> and yeah, it can be really, really frustrating oh. being having to sit there and deal with the. Um,
3: I'm just here for the fun of it, guys. Well, I in the last our last game last season, I went and spoke to my captain before we walked out. It was that bad. And I said, "If I go out to bat, I'm I, I can't do this, mate. Like there's six guys out there with shorts on. They're all different colors. I don't cope well with change. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not cricket, Sean. Like you need to fix this." And my captain basically told me to shut up and I complained for the next 6 hours that this is horrible. It actually got a lot worse than that. However, if you're going to rock up, it doesn't matter if you're playing under 6s, under 12s, you're 75 and playing
0: grade cricket, you wear whites. Yes, I totally agree. Sometimes when you're playing a bit of bush cricket out where we live that yes, the um the the adherence to the uniform can be um Tenuous at best. So, so your, your your
2: complaint is that is largely about the whites. It, it, it's not so much about the guys who, who rock up late. Uh, oh, look,
3: I can understand. Like people, like I, people I hate have that. People have lives. Or the one I really hate is oh, I've got to leave at three o'clock because I've got to go to work. Like I understand that you've got to go to work, but
0: the game starts at one thirty. This is more important. What is the point of you being here? <laughs> And they always,
3: oh, I want to bat because i got to leave. And you, oh, you, work. those
0: ones irritate. But they don't tell you before the game. they go. And they come out to afterwards, especially after we've just been out in the field <laughs> and they've done nothing in the field. Oh, guys, I'll start
3: work at 4.30. you reckon I could bat up the order? And that's when you say, no,
0: nah. no, nah, you
3: bat at 11, mate. You come back next week, you'll be out of a bat. <laughs> no, but there's there's nothing more irritating than people who don't take it what, seriously. What I
2: find the most irritating thing is um, this happened a few times to us at a sort of village nearby. I'm not going to name names. <laughs> but you'll rock up to their oval um, and there'll be two or maybe three guys there at about one twenty-five, and you're sort of like... Oh, I know where this is. Are we, we going to... There's, there's a pub near the there's ground. A, there's a pub nearby. There's a famous... Uh, I think it's the, the ground is named after a famous cricketer named Brian Booth. Yeah, Brian Booth, <laughs> Um, that, that should narrow it down to those people who are it's not really aware pub, of the, the local, local geography. Um, but yeah, there'll be three guys and you'll sort of be like, oh, well, this is going to be a forfeit. And then they'll go, oh, you know, there's a few guys who were a bit late. Um, hang on. Let me uh, just give him a call. And he just disappears into his car <laughs> and, and drives call- off.
0: And, <laughs> and you, know, you know what he's doing because you've been out here before. You've been in this situation before. He's driving to the pub and he's grabbing them all. Yes. Or he's just exactly. going, any of you boys good for a game of cricket this afternoon? Exactly. And the pub... And, and what's the
2: most annoying thing about it is these guys are good cricketers, so they come out from the pub having been late, and you and you tell them, "Oh, you know, you guys can bat first because
0: you're short," and they annihilate you. <laughs> all of the all of the reinforcements rock up, and and it just yeah yeah does not go well. We
3: we played that team in a 2020, which started at one thirty. Yeah, at six yeah. thirty. We still hadn't finished. What? Yeah.
0: it's almost the, the, yeah. the full length game.
3: That is correct. We were pretty annoyed. How did it go that long? Have you met those guys? You've <laughs> met them, right? It takes forever to do anything. <laughs> and, that, and the fact that they beat us with one over – well, it was about three balls to go really gave me the shit. <laughs> but anyone who doesn't take cricket seriously, I don't care if you're under six, under whatever –
2: you have to take it seriously enough uh, to put the whites on. Yeah. That's what you're
3: saying. It's it's a little bit of respect. And possibly rock up on time. Uh eh, I don't even care about the on-time thing. I'm always late.
2: Mo- really. Yeah, like, most of your team should... Like, it shouldn't be a case of, like, oh, can you let us bat first? We've only got three.
0: <laughs> I didn't... Like, <laughs> come on. I was the captain of the... Tw- in, in our grade, you need four because you've got to have two umpires as well. Yeah. I, I was... I was
3: that guy. I was a captain of the 2020 side and we rocked up to our first game and we thought we were king, you know, everything. Um, and these group of guys, there was about five of them, and they said, oh, we've got more guys coming. Can we bat first? And my head said no. But my mouth said, yeah, okay. <laughs> we lost that game. Remember that? Mm.
0: I was pretty annoyed. Because one of the guys that was late ended up being a first grader and he, yeah, he ripped
2: <laughs> yeah, us apart. Yeah, it's always the way. They've always got the mystery first grader who just, yeah. like, you know, was doing something.
0: You're playing in, like, the grade that we're playing and everyone's taking to it like a lawnmower. And then all of yeah. a sudden you get a guy who comes in and takes guard and you're like, oh, all right, he might just be a bit of a fancy then pants. Then he like gra- no, out no, no, it's not that. It's the guy that just rocks forward and then plays the elegant Ricky Ponting leave and you're like,
1: oh
0: no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, maybe he was just showing off and you bowl the next one, it's a little straighter and he just rocks forward and just nonchalantly dead bats it and you're like, oh no. <laughs> this then, guy actually. And the next break. one. And then, then, then the next one, you know, because we're not very good, the next one just, you know, is a loosener and that one just makes that you know that just that sound off the cricket bat that makes it sound like a tree's just fallen over because it cracks like, and, and it just sort of echoes for like yeah. a couple of seconds. And you're like, yeah. I don't even want to know where that ball went, but I'll be waiting for a while until I get it back.
2: Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately,
0: <laughs> but yes, I, I you, can you're totally
2: fishing it out of the the woods. Yeah, and you you see that guy who lives in the woods. <laughs> remember that guy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry. That's uh. that's another story for another time. Oh, we Just for
0: one day. Thank you, Mr. Bowie, for bringing us into another segment of local cricket heroes. Now, for those of you that listened last week, our last episode of Local Cricket Heroes was actually an honest one. You may have yeah. noticed that these have been dripping in irony. and we've Do you sort know of, if he listened? I don't know. We'll have to chase him up. He hasn't said anything, so yeah. I'm assuming he hasn't. I tagged him in it, and he still hasn't said anything. Yeah, but like it was that. it was a it was an episode where we actually celebrated a cricket hero. Um, a lot of them have sort of been a tongue-in-cheek um, cricket hero. And uh, don't despair, we are right back in that alley now where this one is just dripping in irony. We're going to be talking about those local cricket heroes, no one in in particular, but um, those guys that rock up in the middle of spring or even in the middle of winter, and they're like, yeah. I'm keen for a game this I'm keen for a run this year. Mm-hmm. Count me in. I'll be there every game. I'm, yeah. I've worked it out with work. I'm going to be playing every game. Or they rock up to training and they're keen as, and then you just don't see them. So we're dubbing this local cricket hero the ghosts of summers past. Mm,
2: that almost needs a sound clip too.
0: <laughs> so I'm sure every club's got those guys uh, that are they've the you know springs happening. There's not a lot going on. They're rocking up to training. They're you know firing a few down. They're talking about how they're good for this year. And then uh, and then yeah, they just always seem to be busy, or you can't get a hold of them anymore when the season hits and. Mm. Or, or even best is um, the, uh, the 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 ghost by uh, association where you've got a mate that comes in going, oh, I've got four blokes at work who are totally keen for a run. I'll bring them down to training. Oh, <laughs> every they, year. And they never appear. Mm. Yeah. I'm sure you've had plenty of those at your club, Gaz. Oh, I, I was one of those guys, actually. <laughs> you did that to me, actually. <laughs> I thought I'd post you from the arrival club, and then all of us, you go, nah, nah, man, like, I just can't. I just can't. I haven't got it in me this year. My back hurts. I can't walk. No, just was my
3: ankle. 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 Whatever. I had you. a full season off because I
0: couldn't walk. And then, yeah. so I thought I'd bring him out of retirement, come play with his mate. Oh, no, nah, I just can't. I can't do it. Even when I came down to training that day, it was just, I was wrecked for days. Lo and behold, the first game of the season. This the you, second game. Oh, I played against your team, filling in for third grade, and who did I see?
3: It was me. I, I was there.
0: <laughs> and who, who are you playing for? Not for you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, saying that, yeah. six guys called me one after the other, and I realised very quickly that if I don't go and play cricket for these morons, they're going to continue to ring me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so... And it's probably some of those uh, just ghosts, ghosts of hours. summers past that meant that you were put in that position because it they because
3: <laughs> the season before I'm like, oh yeah, all right, one more time. Didn't show up. I I did tell them I wasn't coming. Yeah, about halfway through the season. <laughs> mm. Oh, you're a ghost. But but I, I had an injury, so I was I was okay.
0: Oh, fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. I'll tell you the other ones. I reckon you've dealt with these quite a great deal, being a captain of second grade Glen, where you've got uh, two days. Are so those guys that are super keen to play twos? Yeah, but always seem to have something on every other weekend, like a wedding or a birthday or a christening or work or something. And then um, oh, so much,
2: so much. It's just a <laughs> it's a struggle to get the eleven. And you're like, um,
0: I need you to play consecutive weekends. It's a two day game. Mm. oh, no, I can't play next week. You'll have to sub me out for well, next week. Well, this year it kind of happened almost every
2: year, right? So the, the idea is that you name your side for two weeks on the first week. Mm. And I, I don't think anyone – either people just didn't get that or they didn't want to get that because it was inconvenient to them. <laughs> um, and you'd ask them the first week whether they were good and you're like, you know, it's a two-day, and they go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think that – that, that part of it actually went in their brains. And then they go, oh, yeah, sorry, I'm out next week. I'm like. I've already handed in the team list. The team list is in. I needed to slash you with somebody else in order to. So either we're playing short or I'm I'm pulling a Swifty and not putting my, my team list in and hoping the captain
0: doesn't notice. You know, like. <laughs> I swear. We had a game, I remember this year, where we had six Changes and because we didn't have umpires for that game, we we're largely looking yeah. after ourselves. And I think they had four. Yeah. We sort of just had a gentleman's agreement that that's fine, even yeah. though the limit was <sighs> four. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but it's six change—that's half a new team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> than- <laughs> it's you like- know, like if, if we had some really good
2: players, uh, we could be really dodgy with that. <laughs> but the thing is, we could have eleven
0: subs and we still wouldn't find a decent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> The other one that I loved, um, and this is a semi-specific example, but mm-hmm. um, I got lumped in. This Apparently, this was my fault. and everyone, <laughs> Every, no one's, Everybody blames Aaron. Everyone blames me for this guy, yeah. despite the fact that I have no more experience with him than you're,
2: anybody else. You're still the only person. He still comes up in my suggested friends on Facebook <laughs> yeah. from time to time. You're the only one who
0: still has him. So we were at training ages ago, and this bloke comes up, and says, Oh, I'm really keen on playing cricket this summer. H- how do I go about joining your team? And I was the only committee member there at the time. So they've all just, you know, everyone's just like, it was like a cartoon. Everyone's hand just shot straight to me. So yeah. comes wandering over, has a chat. As I it does. And do the whole, haven't got any, any forms on me at the moment, mate. But what I'll do is I'll add you to the Facebook group um, um, and then we'll let you know. He said, like, Oh, I probably won't be right for the beginning of the season, because I'm looking at moving here. I'm from you know, from somewhere else. When I move here, I'm, I'm like, yeah, cool. Yeah. No worries at all. Add him to the group. <laughs> and then he eventually goes, oh, no, I'm not moving this year, but I'll be right for next season. Stuff to yeah. come up. Yeah. And then, you know, that came up again, like halfway through winter next year. He was like, oh, am I still right to play? And I said, mate, yeah, you should come rock up to training whenever you're ready. Yeah. And then again, he didn't end up moving and, and
2: to and Bathurst. It, and and – and it- during this time, he's still he's commenting on our Facebook
0: posts,
1: yeah, on and our, like things that yeah, happened yeah. in
0: the game that he wasn't there for. Like we'll be talking about stuff, and then I'm getting all these people like, "Who is this guy? You've added him to the group. He's, he's like prominent in our discussions, yeah." And everyone's <laughs> yeah. blaming me because it came up added by Aaron, yeah. And I'm like, I don't know, he's just some guy. It got to the point that he would have. It was about four straight seasons yeah. that he was like messaging me, going, "I'm coming," and then didn't yeah. end up coming that everyone thought I just made him up. Like I had like a fake profile that I just added someone so I could just troll people on our cricket club. Well, my then, then the best part of it all he's is rough. after about five years, he comes back and rocks up to, to training, training. And yeah. I'm like, see, he's, he's real. real. <laughs> I told you he was real.
3: How much did you pay this guy to rock up?
0: No, I wouldn't give him any money at all. (laughs) He was going to pay someone. I wouldn't be paying someone to come rock up bowling in thongs. I
2: I can verify that I was there on both occasions, both the initial time that he wanted to sign up and the time that he came back. And it was, there was about three or four years like, between the two.
0: This is like, <laughs> this guy is such a ghost of summer's past that the Ghostbusters would chase this guy. Like, he is the king ghost.
2: Yeah. Because
0: yeah. he came back to haunt me, like every other year. Exactly. Going, like um, he's I'm actually good- haunting. I'm going to yeah. move to Bathurst and play this summer. He, he's like a ghost. He's, you know, he
2: keeps his activity sparing, but enough to make people think he exists.
1: <laughs> Did
0: he make the side? <laughs> he's never played a game for us ever. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, but he is in in the. Uh, I think he's good for 2022 season. I think he's yeah, coming. Be, he's moving this coming season. I think yeah, he's good. He is. Didn't he say that in the last five years? Even more than oh my God. <laughs> that guy, like, yeah, that guy is He's just the, the ultimate ghost, he is the ultimate ghost of summers past. But yes, like, um, I'm sure you've all got players or you know, I've had instances where this has happened where you've got the uh, the mates from work that are definitely keen that you never meet or you meet once at training and never come back, or that bloke that's definitely good for the whole year but manages to get the whole time off work, yeah. But I don't think he manages to speak to the missus about it. And that missus has gone, oh, you don't work weekends anymore. Great. We're going to go and visit my family or we're going to go to my best friend's engagement party or we're going to go to my sister's christening. 37 wedding. Yeah. yeah. So And then so that guy's sort of like, yes, I'm free to play cricket. And then didn't clear it with the boss and then has to go everywhere else. And so well, he's a ghost as well. And then... I think
2: probably... The most frustrating's got to be the guy who shows up to the first game of the season, kills it and then becomes a ghost. Oh yeah, you're like,
0: "Oh, we've got that like, guy. He was awesome." Yeah,
2: like the the competent ghost. <laughs> you know, and and as a captain, you're sort of sitting there going, "Are yeah, you available this week?" We "Oh, nah, that? mate, I got this on." <laughs> we need that guy back.
0: <laughs>
2: oh gosh.
0: So um yeah, so share some frustrating stories of your own if you've got any ghosts of summer's past that keep haunting your cricket club year yeah. in and year out. Because, you know, like I said, cricket's full of stories and I think they're some of the most enjoyable ones. I agree. I agree.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there are so many cases, but like I just can't think of any more specific ones. But. Well,
0: they're, they're, they're frustrating in the moment, but when you're talking about them on a podcast, oh, they tend to be very amusing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I think we've taken up enough of your time for this week. Um, Like we said, share some Australian uh, local cricket heroes with us. Get online and have a talk about uh, your World XI and see what you think is going to happen in this World Test Championship. Um, Share a rant with us if there's something that you really want to get off your chest. We might even give that a go over the next few weeks if uh, you've got one that's especially interesting. Yeah, get on the soapbox and join in. Um. Thank you all so much for listening. Like always, we are available anywhere where you can find a good podcast. Please like, share, tell a friend, get involved, get amongst it. We love hearing from you guys. And just so you know, it is only twenty odd days until Test Cricket's back. So get excited! Thanks very much, guys. Bye.
1: Over. Sports Social Podcast Network.